Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening in, wherever you're listening from. Shout out to my Spotify listenership, Apple and Google Podcasts, and YouTube if you're watching in. Thanks for giving me a reason to get dressed. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here. Be present and recognize that it's now, right now. Whether you're right now is working, flying, running, driving. Be thankful we're alive, baby. Failure can be frightening. However, as Winston Churchill reminds us, success is all about going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. This is I Will Not Lose podcast where we set out to prove everything is learned from failure and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to success. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Let's jump right in. What's up, man? Welcome shit, back. Shit, yeah. Welcome back for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Eric Rodriguez of the Dope Individuals podcast, uh, author, got a whole bunch going on. We're going to chop it up and get into what you've been up to, what your plans are. We're coming to the end of this year, so. Yes, sir. All right, so let's see. Let's start with the podcast. Tell a little bit of people about your show. Uh, So I run a podcast called Dope Individuals Only. Um, where I only invite dope individuals who, who I deem dope. You know what I mean? Um, it's predicated around, around people sharing their testimony um, and trying to help, essentially. You know what I mean? Everybody got a powerful story. Everybody's been through something. Everybody's going through something, um, healing from something. And those stories should be told. Um, everybody has something to offer and everybody could take something away from someone's experience. So ultimately I provide a platform so people can tell their story, share their expertise, share their pain, share their struggles. Um, and hopefully not only does it help the person be able to share their, you know, share their experience, but hopefully the people listening have something beneficial to take away that they could use in their own lives to better themselves or their friends or their family, you know, something of that sort. So, um, yeah, man, I love to help people in any way, shape, or form, but I also love to talk to people and learn about people because yeah, yeah. it's real easy to think, like, nobody's really going through the same struggles. Nobody understands until you talk to someone and you're like, holy shit, people are actually going through stuff too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I actually really love it. Talking to people has always been something that came really easy in my life. Um, I moved around a lot as a kid. Uh, pretty much lived in every corner of Allentown. So meeting new people, building relationships, uh, maintaining those relationships over years has been something that came relatively easy um, just because I had so much practice at it. So a couple years ago, I was writing like, what are, what are some of these things I want to do over the next couple years? And uh, start a podcast was one of them. And it was just solely so I can I can do those things. I can talk to people. I can meet new people, build new connections and help people somewhere along the way. So it feels good to be able to hit all the bases yeah, you know, yeah. in one thing because a lot of time it don't work out that way. Do you ever have somebody see one of your shows and then hit you up and say, uh, connect me with that person? Like, have you ever made any connections through the show? I, I have never had nobody hit me up and be like, yo, I want you to connect me with this person. But I've I've orchestrated things where multiple guests that came onto the show could connect with each other. You know what I mean? Um I remember the one of the first episodes I did, it was with uh, Derek Jones. And we shortly after that episode, I put um, it was myself, my boy, Victor, who I met Derek from. And then a friend of mine named Richard, who also came onto the show. And we all went bowling. 
And it was it was a really, really dope experience. Started group chat, chopping it up. They ended up like going to this, each other's churches, you know. So things like that make me happy to see that not only like did I get to meet someone new and Derek and get to learn about him and meet him and hear his testimony. But I also took somebody I met from years ago out of the blue and Richard and then I connected all these people together. And it felt really good to see the relationship cultivate itself without me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was really cool to see like, oh, you know, I, I wasn't just like throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. I actually seen something in these people, all these different people from different walks of life and they actually get along with each other and they actually can feed off of each other and, you know, things like that. So that was really cool. Another thing I hope to do at some point is uh, I want to start like a barbecue, like a yearly summer barbecue. So okay. for the guests for the year get all the like it'll be like the dope individuals like barbecue kind of thing and i invite oh. all the guests out for the year um that was something i was hoping to do this year but my summer was crazy <laughs> my summer yeah, was yeah, nuts yeah. so um i didn't get to do it but that is something that i'm hoping to do for next year is put together i mean we're up to 45 episodes now so it's gonna be a lot of people <laughs> and most of them are guest episodes that you have then right yeah like, yeah every once in a while i do solo ones um when it's something like I just want to speak about something on my heart, something that's yeah. important to me. But yeah, most of them are guests other than myself and my family, uh, like my kids and my wife. It's going to be a huge barbecue if you have year oh, one and yeah. year two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's, I'm, honestly, I'm probably going to have to do it at like a, a nice park, a big park. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, But I think it'll be great because the people that have been on the show still continue to listen to the show and things like that. So these people are somewhat familiar with each other even if like they didn't finish the episodes in full they know they recognize these people i've had that yeah. happen too where they're out in public and they're like yo i ran into the other dude who was on the show i'm like oh that's what's up you know i hope y'all connected with each other you know because y'all both up there y'all out there for a reason i hope y'all said something to each other kind of thing for real you just and never know you could have performances too i know you had a couple of musicians on your oh yeah on your show yeah you could perform I could, I could. It's, I was just thinking about perform. The last time I performed, it was at a, um, what was it? Steel Stacks. I was at, I did a show with like uh, Move Me Moves Media and, and Mike threw me on the lineup. Um, and yeah, it, I forgot what it felt like to perform after so long. And I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, damn, man, I should probably perform again. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'll have to show you uh, my Facebook memories just came up 11 years ago when I was performing at Pigpen. Oh. Shout out to Turning Down Harvard. We had a live band uh, playing our music. We oh, rehearsed. that's fire. Yeah, they they took the, the hip hop and threw like an alternative on it. Oh, it was dope. That it sounds, dope, I love live instrumentation. Just seeing people be able to like, like rapping is one thing, especially because like for rap, it's a little bit different. You can put the music on, you got words that are playing in the background, but like to play a guitar and like maybe perform at the same, like sing at the same time or do the drums, like that's just hard, bro. Not hard as in like it's hard for them, but just like it's dope. It's, it's, dope. it's dope. Yeah, it's, dope. it's real yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. For uh, sure. I, that's something I wish I always learned was how to play an instrument because uh, it's just cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know say If you could play any instrument, what would you pick? The violin. You'd play the violin? Violin. Okay. That or, well, violin would be my first choice and it would be the piano. Yeah. You, you know, you everybody, it, there's always, somewhere always got a piano, you know what I mean? It's one of the most popular instruments in the world. But I've just always loved the violin, like, the sounds it makes is just, it's nothing mm -hmm. like, nothing like it, so... Yeah. yeah, it'd be cool to learn to control that. Fuck yeah. I don't know, but we're young. You could pick <laughs> up a good you could pick up a violin. Maybe, maybe. Right now my like my focus is trying to learn a new language, which is Spanish. And I'm you know, I'm I'm 
grinding that out right now. So it's like trying to learn too many things at one time. Just yeah. that should give me anxiety. I took a break. I took a break from uh, Spanish for a little bit. I've been focusing on one thing at a time, which has been jujitsu. So yeah. I've been training every week. Uh, I was going to ask, how is that? How's that going? Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I came off a shoulder injury, so mm. I, was, uh, I wasn't even doing the dangerous shit. I wasn't even rolling with somebody trying to kill me. I was just like doing drills and I rolled over my shoulder in a, in a weird way. Uh, I had calcific tendonitis. So I don't know if it was from the injury or if it was beforehand just, and I yeah. just aggravated something or what, but, uh, did it that, make you feel old? Well, I, it actually being injured made me feel young. young. It reminded me of like high school wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, that's just, funny. That's that's the opposite reaction of everybody. When you're when you're old, you feel like uh, you don't feel like your body's alive. When yeah. I'm, when I'm injured for some reason, I just it's like that pain. Like that pain receptor is like yeah, your boy your boy's uh, still kicking. Kind of it thing. was it was terrible. I couldn't roll for for months. I was just I still went to training, but I couldn't really go live or do anything nuts like that. But Shout out to Exalt Jiu-Jitsu. Shout out to Evan Robinson. He runs a dope program. I'm going to get you over there one weekend. I, I want to I try some some type of fighting form. I've always thought like kickboxing. I Me and my son play fight in the house all the time. And I like yeah. I practice my kicks on him. I mean, they're light, but I practice my kicks on my son. I was just like, this would be so cool to just like know how to use my feet in a fight. Like, Yeah, you learn how to use your whole body in kickboxing. Yeah. For sure. Elbows, fucking everything, bro. I was like, yeah. this would be cool as shit, but... It's, oh shoot! It's hard to it's it's hard to come around the time right now. Like focusing on the things that I want to do and the things that I have to do. Like sometimes, it, it, like I try not to have this mindset, like that scarcity mindset, where it's like, oh, there's not enough time in the day. I try never mm -hmm. to think like that because the time I have is very valuable as long as I'm just not doing a bunch of bullshit with it. But sometimes it does really feel like there's just not enough time in the day. Like I get up every day at five forty-five, and it sometimes it still feels that way. You know, yeah, I'm beating I'm beating the sun up on most days, and it's just like God damn, the minutes are ticking away as as I'm doing things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take a step back every now and then. Like you got to live in that serenity, live in that like uh, the now moment, and just all right, everything's all right. There's always going to be something to worry about. There's always going to be something in the future. You know, always it it it. There's there's a lot of time where my life feels like that, where it's like. I got to be concerned with this. I got to be concerned with that. Like today, um, I had, we had to go see two houses this morning. Um, I got to build a shed, which I was doing right before I came here. So I got to build this seven by seven shed all like by myself, which is it's pretty <laughs> fucking complicated. I've never built a shed before. I've done oh, dressers man. and shit like that, but never no shed. Um, later on today, I got to go grab my nieces. So I'm going to have like, I got three kids of my own. I'm going to have two more. My wife's going, so it's just going to be me and five kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, like, anticipate that, leaving right after this to go right back to work and go pick up kids and to do, like, so yeah. all morning I'm sitting here just, like, anxious as hell. Just, like, I don't know how the, I don't know how I'm going to make it through today. I don't know. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time to get on the show and share your experience. I was excited to come here, bro. Yeah, no, for real, for real. Uh, for those of you listening or even watching in, we recorded an episode 
and there were some technical difficulties, which I ended up going on air ranting about. But um, <laughs> I just I wanted to put together. We had a great conversation. It, it but was. It was good to get to know you, and I wanted to do something again, right? You know, so Walk, walking in here today was a total different feel from the first time. It felt like I was walking in my in my friend's house, like my guy's house. The first time I was like, yeah. I don't necessarily know what to yeah, expect, yeah. but you know, what I mean, you're like, yo, the doors open, come downstairs. I was like, yep. oh, your yep, boy, yep. yeah, you know. But no, we, I took uh, this morning and even late last night. So I was working on a project which had a deadline of Friday. We're recording on a Friday now. So mm. I got that done and approved last night. And I just took today. I worked the election on Tuesday. You was doing so the polls? I'm a judge of elections oh, yeah, for yeah. Allentown okay. 13-4. So um, did that. That was all day. That was from like 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. Um, but and they had you out there t after the polls close. Well, you have to take the votes down. Yeah. So I after everything after the polls close at eight, we were out of there by eight thirty. But you gotta I, you gotta go pick up like ballots and stuff. You gotta take the the ballots. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, I, I have all my paperwork lined up. I get out of there. I've been doing exactly. it for years now. <laughs> like I, I, I just wait for the machines to turn off, sign a couple of things, pack everything up. But you got to take it down and deliver the memory stick, like give the votes. It's, yeah. it's really important. Yeah. So you go down, there's a couple people waiting. They have a nice thing. But till you actually get home, get ready to go to bed, it was like 10, Oof. you know? That's um, a, and yeah, you said you was up at like four. That's yeah, all it was a long day. day. So I just needed today. I take I take the time to put my life back in order, clean up, make sure laundry's done, just make sure like I can't fly by the seat of my pants. That like, that feels good too. Like after you have like a rough week or rough night, whatever, and then you get to kind of organize some of the things that are like are are always going to be in your life. That feels good. It makes your life not feel as cluttered. You exactly. Know, so. Exactly. And then that I feed that back into being able to create. So. Mm. I'll probably do a little bit, um, see what's up with my son Damn, this weekend. I'm, I'm jealous of you right now. Why is that? Because I'm so backed up with laundry. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yo, yo, uh, people have this thing about me from time to time, like, especially those, like, really close to me. Um, they always, like, oh, you like you think you're perfect kind of thing like that. It's because, like, I kind of have that mentality where it's like, I don't let people see me sweat. You know what I mean? But it also gives them like this this false image of, of who I am, like as if I'm I don't have any problems. And like it's driving me nuts that like we're behind on like a week of laundry. Cause for five people, that's a decent amount. That's like yeah. it's like two and a half baskets worth of clothes. So oh, we you gotta fold it, you gotta wash it, you gotta fold it, you gotta put it away. I'm sitting there like, oh no. This is uh, like all the anxiety. <laughs> no, nah, don't worry. We have we have laundry. We got plenty of stuff. But I keep uh I keep a list of personal and a list of work stuff. Because uh -huh. it, as an entrepreneur, it blends in. Sometimes on the weekends you'll do something. So yeah. You know, uh, but I try to keep jujitsu for the weekends, family for the weekends, just do a little bit of stuff like uh, before everybody wakes up. So I still get up early on the weekends. My, you sound like like no, no disrespect. Uh, like my wife, my wife is very like boom, 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 boom. And me, I am kind of like one of those like I fly at the what you say, fly at the seat of your pants or something yeah. like that. I'm one of those people, especially because. The way that she is, sometimes like she would, like might miss something every once in a while, and then I'm the person that like picks up the slack for it. So like a lot of my days, like oh this is going on over here, I gotta go help here. Boom, I gotta come over here, gotta help there. So like 
that's essentially like my my life, like the role, especially because of all the things I do outside of our business. You know what I mean? I do the podcast and freaking write I write books. Yeah, you, write where books. did you get time to write a book? I was doing it last summer. Last summer is when I started the book that's actually about to come out. It's happening for you. Plug um, it. Uh, it's happening for you. Yeah, it's happening for you. Um, it's happening for you. Uh, 27 years of lessons. That's the full title. Um, and it's a collection of 10 life experiences that uh, I've I've experienced myself in detail, basically detailed experience and what I learned from those things. Um and that shit, some some of the chapters was hard to write. I would say maybe the last three chapters was very hard to write. Um, talking about something that, you know, I had just now told my mom maybe at the beginning of the summer. Um, I also freaking disclose uh, like, you know, like my my coming, finding God essentially mm. uh, for like a, like a really long time. I, I used to walk around talk, saying I'm borderline atheist. I used to walk around and say that shit with pride, but. Um, getting in like touch with God and things like that and, and finding some faith in myself, you know, essentially um, to my tumultuous like fucking childhood, like of all the moving around and, you know, stuff like that. So it felt really good to be able to to share my story with somebody. Um, shit, even if one person buys the book, I'll be happy, honestly, because. I've never, I've never done anything like that. So just, just writing it was an accomplishment for me, you know? Uh, so I, I was really, really grateful to be able to do that. Um, and it's funny cause right. I actually wrote that one really, really fast. Like it was something that it, it spilled out of me because okay. for years I, I didn't just, I, I didn't tell anybody anything. That's like, that goes back to where people had this image of me. I really didn't disclose anything. There's like things. My mother read the book, um, it's not out yet. So my mother read it at the beginning of the summer and there was plenty of things that she just had no clue even while I was living under her roof. And it's, uh, I, I think it's less of a detriment to her, but more of a thing to me where it's like, I just didn't feel comfortable saying certain things to people, having certain conversations, not being brave enough to address certain things. Um, and then me finally getting to a space in my life where it's like, okay, um, I have the courage now. You know, and I owe a lot of that to my wife where there were so many things that I was carrying myself that I was even I had no ambition to tell her as well. Yeah. And, you know, eventually it, she got through to me was like, yo, you married me like we're locked in here. You got to let me help you carry some of this stuff. And everything changed. We were in Boston last what was it last year or two years ago, somewhere like that last year or the year before but we were out in boston for my son's football tournament and i got high i went outside like to just like have a smoke break by myself and everybody went to sleep it's like 10 o'clock we gotta be up like seven o'clock the next morning and i just like kept hearing this thing like tonight tonight you have to tell her you have to tell her you have to tell her oh, and bro man. i woke her up out of her sleep i'm out here crying like, oh. like it was for me it was extremely emotional but it felt like with every tear that dropped, I was losing 10 pounds of, of weight, yeah. you know, just like, just my heart just felt so like light for like the first time in, in years. And then ever since that day, she basically like, she basically let me know that it's okay to have feelings about things and it's okay not to, not to be okay. Cause for the longest I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. You know? It's easy to mask. It's really to easy mask to mask. With. Yeah. So after, after I get to this part with her and I'm finally comfortable enough to share, share my life with her, 
I took the training wheels off. Everybody like after after my after I realized my wife wasn't gonna judge me, I didn't give a fuck what anybody else had to say about me. Cause this is the person I gotta go to sleep with. This is the person I raise children with. This is the person I build my life with. If she yeah. can if she can love me through everything that I thought made me unlovable, I could care less if anybody doesn't like me or what I have to say or my my story or anything like that. It means nothing. The one person that I care about what she thinks of me, she still loves me. And if for me it was like I, I could take the handcuffs off myself now. And that's where the book came from. Um, Sounds that, like the podcast would have come from after that too, because you can't care what people think about you to do this. Yeah, like, and and the podcast is part of that. Like, I have people that are convicted felons where they spent damn near as much time inside as they have outside, especially like their most impressionable years, like their end of their teen years, their early twenties, yeah, their yeah. mid. You know what I mean? These, these are important years. These are foundational years of building you who you're going to be maybe for the next 10 to 20, you know, in some cases, and they spend them behind bars. So like, I know some people could be like, Oh, what, like, what, do, you, what do you have to offer me? You've been sitting in a prison cell for 10 years. What, what can you really offer me about life? But there's a story within there of, of redemption, of making mistakes, of not, not truly thinking about your decisions consciously before you make them. There's a whole lot to learn from somebody who's been sitting behind bars and had nothing but time to think about their choices and their behaviors. So um, even in that, you know, that takes a lot because I could easily be like, oh, you know, you, you don't really fit the mold of what I'm trying to um, present to people. But like I said in the beginning, I think everybody has a story that someone can take something away from. And, yeah. you know, so, yeah, the, the the book and the podcast came after I took the handcuffs off to my, af, off of myself. So, yeah, I think it's a product of it. I didn't even realize that. If I think about it, man, I had a crazy year before starting the podcast, too. And I had that compelling feeling like I wanted to do something put I mean I had a notepad and everything I was like how am I gonna change the world <laughs> like <laughs> start list number one list number two but um that, I, I like how you said that like how am I gonna change the world because I think people have this this view even myself earlier in 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 my earlier years I'm saying that like I'm fucking 40 but um in my earlier years like my teen years like my my impression of I gotta ch change the world um, meant like you had to affect every single person in the world, but you can affect one person and it just be the right person. And they learn yeah. that from you. And that's you changing the world. You know what I mean? You just never know who you affect and how they affect people outside of just you two. So I, I really like the way you frame that. How am I going to change the world? That's fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's fire. I think that was the title on the page and everything, but no, it's just all one step at a time. And the I will not lose reminds me that every week. And I knew that when I started it, it was part of uh, I even discussed it with my therapist. I was like, should I start a podcast? Should you know, the, what should I do? But um, I think there's power in talking. I think there's healing in speaking. So agree, making a platform for people to be able to come on and share things and especially the guests. I mean, None of my guests so far have really cared about much about the listeners. They're just like, I want to get on and tell my story. It's like, it, yeah, I want I want to come up here and I want to talk. I spend a little bit of time with you. You know what I mean? Telling telling my part. So I, I realized that too when I have guests come up and I'm like, um, Have you ever heard the show? 
And they were like, no. I'm like, well, I recommend that you listen to like at least one episode so you can get a feel for how I do things and the type of feel you get from the show. And then they're just like, okay. And then like, we'll talk before the show. And I'll be like, did you ever get a chance to listen? Like, no, but I'm ready though. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's do it. You just never know, man. You just never know like uh, what what your your presence brings to people. And um, I've realized that a lot more over the years. Uh, shoot, I got a great example of that. Two weeks ago, we were in Washington, D.C. It was, again, for my son's uh, football tournaments. And I come out the hotel. Valley just brings the car. So I'm loading up the loading up the bag while I'm getting ready to load up the bags into the car. And there's this dude walking down the street with this big-ass book bag on him. And I, I see him. I'm like, I was going to say something to him, but I was like, ah, you know, he's, I'll let him go about his business. And then I looked up again, and he was kind of looking at me. So I was like, "I was like, how you doing?" He was like, "Thank you for speaking to me." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I'm like, oh, no problem. You know what I mean? Just how you, you know, have good morning kind of mm-hmm. thing." He's like, "No, seriously, thank you for speaking to me." I was like, "No problem, bro. You know, have a good day." And I started loading up the bags, but then I stopped loading the bags, and I watched him cross the street, and I just watched him walk, and I watched him walk for like a whole block. And every person he passed, it didn't look like anybody said anything to him. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, I like even just saying hello, I didn't realize like the impact of of hearing a hello. Like, we ain't in no store, you know. We I don't have to speak to you. I'm not a cash register, like working at the cash register stir or something. Yeah. Like, but that shit meant something to him. For something that was so small and frivolous and something I wasn't even gonna do, meant the world to this dude. At least that was the impression I got. And I was like, you know, it made me go get on Instagram and share like a piece of the story and basically saying like, treat everybody with kindness, treat everybody with love because you just never know how you're going to impact somebody. I could have been in a rush. He could have, I could have cut him off and we could have gotten to a fist fight for all I know. Just simply just me just like going about my business and not caring about anybody else walking on the street that day. So I like to, I like to remind other people as well as myself, like you just never know the impact. You never know how, how you can positively or negatively imp- like improve somebody's day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do like a lot of reading and, and one of the things like I used to have a really tough time with patience, being patient. Um, I think it's part of it because the era that I grew up in, everything like everything just gets faster and faster. So whenever I'm looking to accomplish something, mm. that's kind of the results I'm looking for is faster. Like this shouldn't be taking this long, especially when I'm putting in work. This shouldn't take this long. I should already be there. And I remember listening to like one spiritualist video and it was talking, he gave an example of sitting in traffic and getting cut off. And he's like, you know, typically you're going to start giving a horn and maybe getting frustrated with your steering wheel or yelling in your car. He's like, you don't know why that person just cut you off. They could be on a rush because they're, they just got a phone call that their mother's dying in the hospital. And you think Mm -hmm. just because you're trying to get to the store down the block that, you know, they're just being an asshole because they cut you off, but they they might have some real shit going on. And I was like, wow. And I sat with that for a minute. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't beat my horn at the people at people no more. Nah. No I, I I would never I was I was <laughs> never a horn beeper at people, but every once in a while I would. I'd be like, you know what, you're getting this fucking horn, dude. But now nah, I don't I don't beat my horn at people. When they cut me off, I just be like, whatever, man. Maybe you got somewhere more important to be. <laughs> and that's it, you know. No, I think about that. Uh, I had, uh, I can't remember which book it was, but the author was talking about like when I'm in the grocery store, I'm just kind of like 
thinking about what I want to make. I do a lot of my planning while I'm in the grocery store. Like you would hate to bump into me. You know what I mean? But (laughs) like, I'm not, I'm taking my time, but at the same time, like who knows if that other person is in between jobs and just has to pick something up. So if they're going and they're rushing past you while you're just thinking you're taking too damn long in the pasta yeah, aisle, right. like yeah. do you want angel hair or do you want, you know what I mean? But it's like, no, bro, it's, always, it's pasta, pick a pasta. <laughs> yeah. No, you never know if people are on the, the verge of, I mean, I've seen, I've, uh, oh man, I don't even like, um, I don't know what to do and I don't like sharing stuff I I did like I don't even like not saying you can't post it on Instagram as a message to be kind or Mm -hmm. anything like that but man I've seen people like just break down and it's like it's over something stupid you know there was way more like to me it might be something stupid yeah but, to but them, that might have just been number 10 after number nine, nine like yeah. you know what I mean? like they might have just pulled themselves together yeah. after number nine and they were like i got this yeah and then that printer broke <laughs> and now i'm sitting it's like ah, fucking snapping like a pencil in summer school breaking, <laughs> breaking stuff but oh man you, no you just never know what you're what you're what people are going through um before the camera cut on, we, we talked a little bit about gratitude. Um, I kind of think this, this fits right into that, into that conversation we were having. Um, this also allows me to be grateful for like the times where my life isn't, isn't a shit show. You know what I mean? Like, it's very easy for us to think because we see on social media, like the only thing you'll ever see from like my personal social media is family pictures, maybe us somewhere, you know, doing something, um, vacation or something like that. Uh, maybe me with my friends, you'll only see good times, but like, I have a very stressful life. You know, people Mm -hmm. will never know that unless they get an opportunity to do this. So, um, but my life isn't always, isn't always stress, you know, even in, even if my day is stressful, there's plenty of times within that day that isn't stressful. Yeah, Those couple yeah, yeah. moments, I, even if it's 20, 30 minutes, I get to sit on the couch before I hear my kids start to argue or some shit like that. Like, be grateful for that 30 minutes that I got to sit on my couch. You know what I mean? Like, I got to sit on my couch. There's people mm-hmm. that don't even got a couch. There's people that don't got a house. You know what I mean? There's people that lost their kids. There's people that don't have a TV to kick their feet up and watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I got a whole lot to be grateful for in that 30 minutes. And it's very easy for me to go, fucking kids, they're arguing again <laughs> about who's putting away this clothes in that drawer. Like, it's not that serious. But just having the gratitude, like, yo, I did get to spend 30 minutes of just peace. Just peace. And I and I got to take that. I can't take it with a grain of salt. I got I to gotta really appreciate that. Because sometimes life does get stressful. Sometimes it gets loud. Sometimes it gets hectic. Sometimes it moves too fast. Um, you know, and I think I think gratitude is something that everybody could benefit from. I talked to like I got a little my little he's not my little brother, but he's my younger brother. I call him my little brother though, because he's twenty one and he fucking wet behind the ears. But there's so much in his life that he could be appreciative of and he only sees the negative things that go on in his life. And I always say to him, like, how do you expect anything to change about your life and and your reality if all you see is everything that's going wrong? You know what I mean? Like, you got mm-hmm. to, you got, you woke up this morning. We'll start there. Like, you woke up. Plenty of people that didn't get to wake up this morning. You're healthy. You know what I mean? Your daughter's healthy. 
There's plenty of people that got that's going to the hospital right now because their kids are fighting leukemia. You know what I mean? Like, and all you want to focus on is did something come in the mail? Like, mm-hmm. bro, fuck the <laughs> the mail. Get there when it gets there, bro. It ain't Amazon. Like, you know what I mean? And I and it's sometimes I'll be honest. Sometimes it's a headache talking to certain people. Like when they can only see the bad about stuff. And then they be like, like my wife calls me positive Paul. Cause every time she comes to me, like, and she's stressing, I'm like, yo, but you're looking at it from the wrong lens. Let's, let's try to reframe it a little bit and look at it from this lens. Yeah. She's like, oh, here's positive Paul. Here's positive. I'm like, yeah, fucking positive Paul's in the building. Like, <laughs> you know, um, I said that to somebody one time I said, um, I'm grateful. They're like, why? I was like, cause I'm not sick. Like, right. You only think about being sick when you're sick, when you're sick. You're like, oh, this sucks. I don't like being sick. But you ever just like, man, I can breathe. I, you ever just breathe? Yeah, you ever can... just breathe? And you're like, man, this is great that this works well. Yo, like, I, I go outside and like sometimes like how today it's not it's not cold, but it's not hot. And like I'll go outside in a T-shirt and I'm just sitting here and I'll just like look at the trees and I'll be like, yo, it's crazy. We really live in a place that is like perfect for us. You know what I mean? Like. It's a little too cold. We wouldn't be able to live here. Too high. We wouldn't be able to live here. You know what I mean? Like oxygen is a little too 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 much oxygen in the air. We'd be fucking giants. We, you know what I mean? Like it's it's perfect for us. And like I try to remember that shit. Like every day I walk out the house, I'm like, fucking, it's glorious. Like even if even if it's raining out, like it's it's glorious, bro. It's glorious. I try to remember that shit because it's it's so easy for me to like be living in my head and just like having being anxious about things because i know i got a packed mm-hmm. day or something like that but it's like in this moment right here everything's cool everything's cool you know you go yeah i had a couple of those this this week i had oh man everything up until election day because it's something that took me out of my normal schedule mm-hmm. i was just i was so taken aback like i was just like that's the end. And then after that is the start. So everything has to be done by then and then started on Wednesday from there. But um, pulled it pulled out. I'm grateful for the work that I have. I had something I didn't even get a chance to post it yet, but I got referred to somebody for a logo. Ooh. And they you got to see the testimonial that wrote me, dude. Like they were like, this embodies it. Exactly. I'm not even I'm not even going to say it and mess it up. But I, mean, I will pat yourself on the back. We'll post it. Yeah. No, I, I have written down that I want to post uh, the testimonials because people think like Facebook and social, they think that's all there is. But Google's a big deal. Like people still Google things to verify whether or not they're it's, real. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. having a presence on there is way better than having, in my opinion, than having a Facebook just, presence. Just a social you know media. I mean? Like yeah. just, just being on social, something substantial. People could be like, oh, so that's his social. But if I look up T.O. the designer, or Tony Ortiz the designer, there's like something there. But there, There's other resources that I can, I can look at to make sure like, I'm, I'm, my money's being put in a in a good place but that's uh that's what the podcast does too like it substantiates it like it looks it looks good people that just even if they just see the clip you know what i mean i got a clip from last week's episode going nuts right now and people are like okay that happened it looks like it was they may never check into the whole interview yeah you know but it's deep if somebody shout out to you if you found a clip and decided you were going to check out eric rodriguez and uh 
yeah, tune yeah. into the conversation. And uh, shout out to Dope Individuals Only listeners. Thank I have you, to you. put the link to our episode in the description. I yeah. went back and listened to that the other day, man. That was a great episode. It's it's so crazy. I have I'm like four or five episodes behind. This is like where it comes to like uh, where I'm saying like sometimes it feels like I don't have time. Um, Cause like I, I love to listen to podcasts too. Like at ones outside of like I listen to like a lot of spiritual ones, a lot of spiritual podcasts. Um, I do Spanish podcasts because I'm learning Spanish and things like that. So um, I don't always have an opportunity to like listen to these things because like I'm trying to like educate myself in areas or I'm trying to like grow in this area. And I'm like five episodes behind on my own podcast. I always listen to the episodes that I put out because I'm like if. If I don't listen to him, why should anybody else listen to him? You know mm. what I mean? Or go back and, and I'll think to myself like, okay, I don't necessarily agree with that point that I made. So maybe I, I maybe I shouldn't say that anymore because I don't really feel that way. Um, and I've noticed things like that. And I critique myself of how was the energy? You know what I mean? Um, just trying to improve. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you went back and listened to the episode because yeah. it's, it's something on my to-do list. I think I got to go back, if I'm not mistaken, this the episode before yours. Who is that? Sleepy or something? It might have been Sleepy. Sleepy? Um, Lathia. Lathia, yeah, that Lathia, Lathia. Was, wasn't right before me. You had someone else in between. I'm trying to think. I, shit. I've been on... I've been, you had Macville, Macville. Macville, yeah. Will Karaskia. It was, it was Macville um, because, yeah, Will Will came after Macville. Um, I've been doing a lot of like the, like the actual podcast, but like finding the time to like create the clips, like quality clips. Cause it, I could always just go in and grab a segment. Like on YouTube, I, I put the timestamps and stuff like that. But like, I want shit that is going to portray the true message of the podcast. Cause we, we, we laugh, you know, we talk, sometimes they rap, whatever. We cover a lot of bases in an hour, but like, I want to encapsulate the true purpose of the show in these clips because for the most part, that's how most people are going to find my podcast. They're going to see these 30 second to a minute clips mm -hmm. and then they get to gauge whether they want to, whether it's worth their time. So the people that do come in contact with them, I want them to come in contact with something powerful, which requires me to, you know, truly listen and, and, and everything like that. And it's just something that I, like I said, I'm five episodes behind yet. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know. You got to listen to like, um, have your listeners share it with other people. That's something I'm going to start putting in my outro. Like, you know, the greatest share you could do is because that's the best testimonial. Somebody says, Hey, I listened to this podcast. It brings something up. I mean, it's great. You don't, you don't want to build like a flash in the pan type thing, you yeah. know? And sometimes like I'm a, I'm a few, I have a few years bookmarked, but I have like, uh, even, I haven't watched Brilliant Idiots this week. I think they just dropped today. Um, Rory and Maul, I can't keep up with that. They dropped yeah. that. Shout out to Rory and Maul. They, they, they drop like they two, hard. three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not like the Joe Budden podcast where it was like on a weekly basis. I just watched the clips. Honestly, like they're funny to me, but they haven't put out anything that made me want to go watch an episode yet. Even Honestly, And, I, and I I've been listening to them for years. I have seen their clips. I don't know. Uh, I follow the show, so like I get to see all the material, and typically that's how I gauge it. Is like if if somebody can put out something that is intriguing enough for me to watch the clip, then I'll go and check out the episode. But ever since they became Rory and Maul, I just I haven't went and listened to it. I don't know. Maybe it's because like the way I found them ain't the way that they are. 
I don't know yeah. if they could put the stuff on the clip. Like, I don't know if they could. I don't know if the show is super clippable. Some of the stuff that they they, they run heavy like on what Patreon. They talk about yeah, yeah, and I mean yeah, Patreon. I I'm not tuned into their Patreon or anything Neither. like that, but. I just know whenever I'm like, whenever I need to listen to a podcast, they're going to have something new, new and current yeah. up and yeah. I'll be able to just throw it on and go from there. Even what if I don't listen to the whole episode, I I mean, I'm sure they have listeners that tear up every minute of every episode. Yeah. They, they know their numbers. There's a reason why they're dropping that, that frequent, that, yeah. but I don't know. Did you ever think of going to bi-weekly or you, you post every week? I considered it. I, as of now, I do every week. I just came off of, um. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I didn't post for about, I want to say close to a month. And it was because I was like trying to reset my algorithm. So uh, me and me and Mustafa, shout out to Mustafa. Shout out Safa. Um, We came up with this plan where we was like, we're going to get five episodes and we're going to keep them all in the tuck. And then we're going to drop them three days apart. And we're going to see how that changes things. And it has changed things. Um, I've noticed that I'm getting, I'm getting more listeners on Spotify. That was like the main area I've, I've noticed. Um, and the algorithm switched up a little bit for me as well, like via YouTube. Um, I've noticed that I'm getting new listeners in areas I wasn't before, but um, we came up with this plan. So for like three weeks, I didn't have no episodes out. Um, but ever since I went back to a weekly basis kind of thing. And okay. it feels good too. Like it feels good. Like this is the one time out of every week I get to do something that I truly love to do. You know, sometimes I, I've just got to go with the flow of life and the things that I've put in my life and sometimes they're not always as exciting as I would like them to be, but shit got to get done. You know what I mean? I'm a man at the end of the day. I got to yeah. do certain things, but it does feel good to be like, okay, yo, on this day, typically I record on either Tuesdays or Fridays. I'm like on these, one of these days out of the week, it's my time. Like for two hours, it's just only what the fuck Eric wants to do. And it feels good to have that because uh, there was a time that, that I wasn't doing anything creatively. And my, I felt miserable. I'll be honest. I felt I felt miserable. It's been a long time for me not doing anything creatively. Actually, my my calendar just went off. I was supposed to drop that music video I showed you today. Uh, uh but uh, you didn't drop it yet. No, uh, <laughs> Johnny was supposed to come over. J two, shout out to J two. Shout out. He was supposed to come over Monday. I was like, I'm old. I gotta work the election. I'm gonna go to bed <laughs> early because I gotta be up early. So we gotta like get the paperwork out of the way and figure out what we're going to do probably not going to promote it like uh we're thinking of promoting it to people we don't know and just get a more raw response yeah that, because it's not what we're known for doing you know what i mean yeah. like i kind of like that i like that just the people who who know you are going to find it they're going to see it but like uh targeting a specific audience that has no clue about you guys it, it'll definitely give you a different feel because people will let you know. Strangers love to talk shit. Strangers love... Also, I realize not only do they love to talk shit, they love to support. Yeah, they love I, to be like, all right, that looks dope and yeah. stuff. And, well, I don't really care what people have to say about it because I have shown it to a few videographers. Mm -hmm. like, um, I, And they think it's dope. So, so as like, long as I'm not going to get ha-ha emojis yeah. from, from my network, yeah. then we're good. Yeah. So was, I, got the, I got the okay. You, um, you took the handcuffs off yourself. You're yep. like, fuck what you guys think. I, I Plus, shout out to Tug McGraw. <laughs> he told me to post it. He's hey. like, yeah, if it's done, stop working on it. Big shout out to Tug, so. man. I've been a fan for, for a while, man. Uh, Tug, I'm talking to you, whatever camera we're on. So I'm going to definitely <laughs> reach out so we can connect. 
Yeah. Tony was like, I'll yeah, to, man, definitely get him on your show. I'll have you to can. get you guys on the show for sure. Hey, get him on man. the get him on the show. I'll plug you. I'll, I'll uh, remind me after we're done recording. I'll shoot him a message. A message. I bet. And go from there. My man, my man has been in the game for a minute. A minute. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. I had him on iTunes. Oh shit! I had a uh, I had his album on iTunes back in a like. I don't even think it was 2010 yet, but that's, that's another thing too, through music, like you connect with people, you Mm. don't understand the amount of people that are just like, this is great music. You know what I mean? And now music and food are like two of the things that I realize like are universal. You, you, you show people good music or even if it's not, I can't even say good music because music is music. It's art at the end of the day. It's to be uh, observed, listened to. Yeah. And and then and then they get to judge for themselves. But music and food are two of the things that I think like connect all people because we all got to eat and we all love music. Even if we don't dance, we all love music. So I, I agree. I agree. Um, shit. I was going to say something. I was going to say something. I forget what it is. Whatever. It'll come back. to Yeah. You. It's been a block to you. <laughs> but. Yeah, so what's uh what do you have on your goals for twenty twenty four? Is it too early to start dropping those? Um Just continuing it's, with it's Spanish. Fun. It's funny. Um I'm still working on a couple of the goals. So when I wrote the first book, before I started writing the book and I was trying to get organized of figuring out what I wanted to do, what I wanted to aim for, I came up with this uh this I wrote my I wrote my goals down on a piece of paper and my wife made it all nice for me and typed it up and put pictures mm. and shit. But there was like 12 things on the list. It was like um, uh, create a new stream of revenue, start a podcast, write a book, um, put on 10 pounds of muscle, learn Spanish. Well, it was like become fluent in Spanish to have basic conversation. So there was a couple of things on that list that I made probably over 12 months ago now that some of the things I accomplished, but some of the things that are still really important to me that I want to accomplish. Um, I think they're going to have to continue on to 2024, especially because not only, not only that, I'm not bored of these things yet. Like I, I still haven't, I still haven't been able to figure out how to have basic conversation in Spanish. And I would say mainly it's because of me, because I'm afraid of looking stupid. You know what I mean? I, I love to tell people it's like, oh, I'm good at everything except like when it comes to speaking Spanish in public, <laughs> it's like one of the things like, I don't know. I, it's just, I have this like this fear of speaking, but I know, I know that I, in order to learn how to speak, I have to speak. So, well, do you know nice. what? Uh, this I don't know if this is any solace to you at all, but you don't have to speak perfect English for somebody to understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So, forget accent aside, even just your word choice. Like, you can understand a incorrectly structured sentence in English and still kind of get the gist of what it is. And people will correct you. So I know that it gets to the point then where you do have to be in conversation and people can correct you. And that was uh, when I was actively trying to learn earlier in my life, I worked with people who, uh, who spoke Spanish. Who spoke Spanish. Yeah. So we could work in Spanish and that helped with certain things, but that's not going to let me know like anything outside of how the weather, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Go and put a fork on table number four <laughs> is not. <laughs> is it, that, that shit can't be applied just anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So some of the goals, some of the goals um, are, are going to stay uh, solely because like they're, they're still really important and I haven't accomplished them yet. Um, but I do have a couple new things that are on there. Um, 
I have my own flag football team. I've been doing that for about a year and some change. Uh, but I'm going to be taking a step back there because some things that are going on with my son. And I'm going to go coach freshman football at Allen. You know, I'm going to try to help. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, get the next generation of football players coming into Allen. Hopefully we can change the culture. Hopefully we can get these kids, like, some passion to play football. Um, and and hopefully by the time they're in 10th, 11th, 12th grade, they can start winning some football games. So I'm hoping to be part of that change. Um, that's a that's something that's going to be coming into the fold next summer. Um so yeah, that's that's one of my goals is to is to try to create a, a winning culture at a school with without a winning culture. Um, so that's huge for me. Uh, finish up my second book. Um, I started writing it, but I haven't finished it yet. I'm on chapter 16. I had scheduled for it to have 22 chapters, so I still got 20. I still got six chapters to go. So that's another thing is is wrap up the second book. I ever uh, I did. Um, I want to do a little bit of traveling too next year. Uh, I've been saying for a couple of years, ever since I got like into like spirituality, I want to freaking go to a couple places and, and try a couple things. Like I would love to go and live amongst monks for at least a week. May, uh, two would be ideal for me, but live amongst monks for, for two weeks in Tibet. So that's something that's like on my next 12 months of, of to, to do. So it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting for real. Oh yeah. man, it's nerve wracking too. Super cool. I could see you in a Tibetan monks. I uh, I just hope they don't make me. I don't want to cut my hair. <laughs> I saw they announced a uh, a trailer for Avatar. Yeah, and I was that like, shit's on my was, watch later list. <laughs> I was I was I was thinking of Eric. I was like, yo, that's funny. The microphone, the the little advertising things must know he's coming over. Uh, yo, to, I to love the, the Avatar, bro. I love the Avatar. That's funny that you thought of me when you seen that. Because yeah. that's funny that you held on to that. Because well, we were talking about it on the. On the last episode, yeah, right? I know. Yeah, but, I listened to the episode recently, uh, but I didn't know how recent. But it's funny, like that you retain that. A lot of people, people know, like my wife knows I like the Avatar, but like I've had to tell my mom that shit three times, like, like explain the show to her why I like it. Because recently I've been getting into cartoons, and the Avatar was one of the shows that I started with. It was that and Attack on Titan were two of the first cartoon shows I actually started to watch. Um, because in this healing process that I'm going through, like of all the things that like some of the things that I covered in my book, um, I'm still healing from. I'm still working through on a daily basis. And I feel like because of all the moving around that I had to do as a kid and um, just the way like people are raised in the black community, I'll, I'll just say it for a spade for a spade. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't have a, a childhood in many aspects like you know, we didn't keep coloring tools in the house. We didn't play organized games as a family. Um, I didn't watch cartoons. Um, a lot of the time, like, we were told, like, as soon as we were done with our homework, go get the fuck out of the house, go play, go be a kid, which I'm grateful for because I, I learned to, like, navigate the world. But then there was also a piece of me where it's like I missed out on a lot of things as kids. So, like, now I'd be at home, like, I'll, I'll smoke some weed and then. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to go paint. I'm not playing video games tonight and I pull out my paint <laughs> stuff. And then I'm over here. I'm making mountains. And it doesn't look like if you're comparing it to like a professional artist, somebody who's been doing this, it doesn't look good. But I showed my daughter and my daughter's like, oh, my God, dad, I love it. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is good. Like, this is, you know, but she's six. And to her, it's it's a work of fucking art. And like that in itself is like, maybe I shouldn't judge this against like something that fucking Basquiat made. Maybe I should just judge it for what it is or maybe not even judge it at all and just appreciate the fact that I got to color. 
I got to paint. Uh, there's famous art that's looks like shit. Questionable. <laughs> I can't say it looks like shit. I mean, some like I, I'm not afraid to say it, but I, some of that shit is like I don't even know what this is, bro. I don't know why somebody paid twelve thousand dollars for that. I wouldn't have, but art is art. So I mean. Depends on the process, the tools. There's all sorts of stuff, but yeah, 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 it depends on what your last one was sold for. So, you could uh, essentially. I mean, I don't know. I don't know fine art. That's a whole different yeah, ball game. Like yeah. when people get into buying and selling art, they know way more about it. If they're going to spend a car on a piece yeah. of art, yeah. then I'm sure they know what they're buying and why they're buying it. But I don't know uh, people. Some people hate this logo. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. Everything like it, it art isn't subjective. Like there is objectively good stuff. Mm -hmm. There's laws and stuff you have to follow. But for the most part, if it sparks a conversation, it belongs it, right, in the yeah, art museum. It probably did like, its job. Or in the, I don't know. Not the museum, but I like, the, I like the to criticize things. I like to criticize things, including myself. And this is something I'm working towards, like just like letting things be what they are. And then just appreciating that for that. But I'll be honest, it's tough. Some areas, like, like I said, like I'll see some art, like I've seen some dope Basquiat pieces and then I'm other, and then other pieces. I'm like, I don't even know why this sold for that. I wouldn't have bought it, you know, but that's just like, that's my opinion about it. And, um, I try not to judge art like that because I'm a, I'm a, I'm an artist at the end of the day. I, I write poetry. Um, I write music, I write books and I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna be like, hey, that shit's whack. Mm -hmm. But like at the end of the day, I didn't I didn't make it for you then. It's okay. Like, but I don't yeah. know. I like that people could change the channel. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's, it might not be your cup of tea. That's fine. But no, when you get into I've had people I I don't get into checking numbers a whole lot because I'm not gonna change a whole bunch of things. Like I have it to the point where I have a process. It's comfortable for me. Like yes, I, I always push to expand it. I'm always growing little pieces here I, and there. I was gonna say. So how do you how do you, you know? push to expand? Well, you you set goals, but the goals aren't based on, on numbers going viral yeah. off the thing that I did last week. You know what I mean? Like it's it's about creating new content. And the thing is, is when I did check the numbers, it was like up. 138 or maybe it was 188 mm percent -hmm. i was up month over month so i thought oh that's crazy maybe my last couple episodes were hidden but when i checked people are downloading stuff from last february people are grabbing titles and so i had more downloads from older stuff then so i'm like okay yeah somebody went through and saw on instagram the like all the stories that i posted and they were like i just went down a rabbit hole listening to a whole bunch of different guests so there's people that don't need to like creating those reels and captions people can catch up and yeah. say okay maybe they want to go back and listen to that episode but even if they just got the highlight like i started getting way more intentional with my reels I used to just throw them bitches in AI. Me, me too. Like I'd be like, I throw the <laughs> do what you I'd do. Throw the link. I'd select like three out of the twelve, and uh, it, and and they'd be good. But it it's expensive to be lazy. Yeah. Versus, and I don't want to call it lazy. I Maybe like it's that. work My smarter, man's work it with harder. The gems today. What, what did it's, I say? It's, it's expensive to be lazy. It is, bro. Uh, it is. I know exactly what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> What's that? That's that's two. That's two gems. I hope I hope you clip them shits. Yeah, there you go. That's the clip. Yeah. That's the clip. No, but um 
going through and actually cutting the clips as I'm listening to the episode. So now my process is like, I'll take this, I'll throw everything in, I'll get it technically right so that I could watch it with the camera switching. Mm. Then as I'm listening to it, I'm going to mark it. And I'm going to be like, I like that part like there. Like, yeah. I like that. Um, I should get to the point where I got a little button here that marks the audio somehow. So I'm like, all right, clip that. But like, I get a little instant Sm replay yeah, button. Smooth, a smoother process for but, no, then I just go through, cut those little parts, make sure it looks good in the reel and stuff like that. I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to do some stuff for... That uh, overlay. You got to show me how to do those overlays. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna show you. You're creative as fuck, bro. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't um, I don't think it's that, like... I don't know. That's Maybe exactly it's what it is. You know what it is? It's like, it's wrestling. Like, you're a District 11 wrestler. Hmm you're always going to run into somebody tougher than you. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're a state champ, there's somebody in the God, world or the Olympics. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's <laughs> somebody in a village somewhere. Oh, but I'm, I'm just comparing it to the things that I've seen from you, bro. You're talented as fuck. You know what but, I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I get stuck just in that impression. Tony. Damn, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I do that same thing where I just be like, "Yeah, you man, got me. I, you, you know, call I'm me just trying, yeah, just try call to be like humble." In somebody told me stop being fucking humble so much, and I was like, I don't know how else to be any other way. And then they're like, it, you know, take the compliment, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I'll try. Well, just, I'll take it as, as I'm dope. But there's always going to be doper. I, I'll, I'll erase that caveat out of it. You heard this is the clip. Tony Ortiz, the designer. I'm dope. I'm dope. <laughs> I don't even know if anybody says that anymore. Shit, I do. I'm like, yo, that's dope as fuck, bro. Yeah, dope I tell my wife that. Yeah, I tell my wife that. I'm like, I'm dope, yo. That's. She's like, why you like that? Because I'm fucking dope. That's why. And she's like, I'm doing her hating shit, hating wife shit. I'm like, kick rocks, yo. Get out the way while I watch this TV. No, my wife will, my wife tells me how much she loves me, how much she supports and stuff. And then she'll tell me, like, I can't dress. I and I'll be like, the, like the, the best thing that happened with our, with me in terms of my part in our relationship is mm -hmm. I just don't really care as much. She's like, I don't really like that shirt that you picked out. I'm like, this is dope. It yeah, fits. yeah. It's, it's, it I'm wearing it, like, not you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it works from there. You know, you could dress me when we go out. I think I think you need a balance of that in a relationship. It's like y'all got to be able to like joke with each other, like friends do. You know what I mean? Because me and my boys, we talk shit all day. Like whenever we together for football games and shit like that, like we roast each other. We fuck around. You know what I mean? That like that's where that's how we we exchange like our love for each other. But like at home, typically like the way you would think ideally is oh you guys actually love each other you know you cuddle you kiss you, you do all those things but like it can't just be that some like you got to find other ways to bond you got to dance you got to joke you got to play me and my wife we love to wrestle like we wrestle <laughs> with each other like we we went on vacation with our by ourselves um earlier this year um i believe in like july or some no in june for my birthday we went down to south carolina and we we took a, like a big mug out there like a 24 ounce mug we filled that shit with fucking wine and we went out there we went out to the beach put our blankets down and we were like i just started pushing her and shit and she's like oh you want to fight i'm like yeah i want to fight <laughs> and we're out there fucking full-blown wrestling like in stalemates we got a reset and everything and people are watching us but it was probably the it was probably the best time I had just us two, and I don't even know like to recent memory like it it was it felt good it felt like we were kids again you know what I mean and it's shit like that that has to go on to keep 
your relationship fresh and and enjoyable. You know what I mean? Now, I know everybody don't wrestle. I know you probably not wrestle with your wife, but me and my wife, me and my wife love that there's shit. A, there's a bit of a size difference between <laughs> me and my wife. We're not in the same weight oh, class. She's, but... she's bigger than I am. She weighs more than she she weighs like maybe like a. 40 don't, so she, I'm gonna cut that out I'm gonna cut that out we're not we're not putting your wife oh, my, my wife's sexy my wife's sexy for all y'all out there go ahead go look her up we're not doing that we're not doing that man People I, don't, I appreciate it no we'll uh we'll cut that we'll out cut but that. uh we gotta get you to exalt jujitsu yeah I definitely especially if you over here wrestling your wife and uh, feeling alive no for real I, I do like the wrestling, it. so I be teaching her stuff, and she gets mm-hmm. it. She gets it somewhat, so it's fun. It's fun to learn all the like, uh, oh shit, that could get me killed, mm-hmm. like bellying out. Yeah, thing I had to unlearn quick. Oh, you guys don't, you guys don't belly out in uh, no. in jujitsu. No, it's practically that's giving someone your back mm-hmm. in, in a fight. Okay, that makes sense. And wrestling, yeah. that's what they, you know, they get to your stomach, get to your feet, kind of thing. And granted, you're not. You're probably not going against somebody that's a blue belt in jujitsu. So like you just never know. know, So you know, you don't want to get in the process of giving your back up to anybody. So just untrain it. You know what I mean? Like it's just I'm uh, a lot more comfortable on my back. But I don't know. Come to the gym. That's what it's for. Bring your wife to the gym too. I'm pretty sure she would like to try. She was interested in trying kickboxing, so I'm sure rolling around on some mats for a while would be fun for her as well. You got to send us an invite, bro. Any day yeah. that you're going over there, just send me a text. Like, hey, man, I'm about to head over there. Let me, you know, if you're if you're not occupied, you know what I'm saying? Come through. We'll definitely For pop sure. out. I'll let you know off air because we'll have somebody showing up to the gym. We were we were just <laughs> looking at that, man. Uh, back in like like the, the earlier days of jujitsu, like they would just, they would storm dojos. What, like, to what? They'd be like, oh, you studying this and that? Well, Let's fight. Let's and fight. Let's see. Show, let's, your skills against our have no rules. He was sending me videos and no rules bouts. Like it's like, oh my god, this that's is kind of, that's like it's like organized street fighting in a way. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, the 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 whole my coach will tell you the best, but the whole story was they wanted to bring jujitsu across the world. Mm-hmm. So there was a ton of Gracies, like a ton of sons and. If you were a son, you were in a gi by the time you were crawling what, around. What are these different, like, levels you can get to in jujitsu? What? Like, like sons, a gi? That's, no, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, but you got to provide a little context. You know that orange <laughs> shit that Goku wears? Yeah. It's a gi. It's okay. like, for training, like, you're wearing a collar right now. Mm. You're not going to be in a singlet when you go and wrestle against somebody. So, most, like, sport jujitsu, you're going to have uh, no gi where in the tournaments you're wearing like rash guards it's closer to like wrestling and stuff okay. like that so stuff but, people can't get a hold of kind of thing but okay. when you're training to with the gi you learn to prevent different types of chokes there's things where people can grab onto your clothes and throw you so. i was gonna say is that what i was gonna ask what's the purpose of of wearing baggier clothing if you don't compete in in that well, they have gi competitions too oh. they have competitions where people compete in it and it's all like I'm not gonna get into it or have people showing up to my gym, but some people are like sport to death. Like some people are like they learn this and they learn really flashy stuff. Some mm. people I'm more along the lines of like 
self-defense like what is going to prevent me from letting somebody break my teeth poke my eyes out yeah. like you know what i mean I, I wanna... nobody wants to end up on world star <laughs> yeah, <Nobody>. yeah. <laughs> i just so, seen i just see some horrible stuff if i have to pull a stalemate and just wait there till the cops come and there's nobody jumping in or something like that or i have to restrain someone it's like maybe that's the way to go maybe it's not always about the spinning flying would, elbow would you, arm would you ever would you ever try to make a citizen's arrest Make a citizen's arrest? Yeah. No, like if no. I, I'm going to avoid confrontation at all costs, but there are, you learn those quick. There's ways to control people. Like even if you're trained, if somebody mm -hmm. has you in this position, it's really fucking hard to <laughs> get out of or move. So, I mean, but then again, you got people on drugs. So you're still going for a ride. Like you got to work to control somebody. Yeah. yeah. You got to work to control somebody, but um, I'm telling you, man, you should definitely, definitely try it out. I'll talk to what, what does it do for your mental? Does it, you know, does it have any, like I'm saying you personally, does it, does it provide something for your mental space? You remember so in wrestling when you used to size everybody up when you just kind of like, you don't do it on purpose, but you're like, man, I don't know. His balance seems too good for yeah, me to shoot a some, shot. And like, I got some big ass fucking long <laughs> legs. Like shit. I started doing a lot of that. I'm just like, uh, Man, so would I go arm triangle or would I try to... No, nah, like, yeah. uh, there, there's a lot of... Um, it adds a lot to confidence. It adds a lot to just, just getting out and stretching and moving around. And people, I haven't been testing, but I think I lost, like, 10 pounds doing it. Uh, people are like, hey, you look healthy, you look good, what are you doing? So I'm not getting boy? younger. Yeah. I'm not getting younger. It's got to be time. Does, it, does it feel like... I mean, I know you just said the shoulder injury. Does it feel like it keeps you more limber? than like maybe more like other active yeah. things you used to do. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause you're using your legs and your feet. So like one drill will do like, we'll lay on our back and you just kind of do windmills with your feet to but flex your hips out. Yeah. Like you're never flexing your hips out normally or stretching your hips, but it just helps with certain things. If I'm trying to like, you got to like keep your weight down while, moving if you're trying to move to an arm bar or something yeah. so like having your foot like indian style or weird crooked it looks contorted like, yeah yeah so that's what's up it's uh it's it's, it's super I, cool stuff i asked about the mental because like you see people that like hit the gym a lot and they work out mm -hmm. and they're just like you know if i don't if i don't go to the gym like i feel like out of balance mentally you know what i'm saying there so that's why a, i ask there is a physiological like i i just feel good after I go, especially after rolling live, oh, you just feel super alive. And then like I'm driving home and stuff and music sounds better. Like, so that's probably endorphins. It's yeah. probably, but it's similar to, that's just exercise in general. I don't know that jujitsu does more of it, but mm -hmm. going like, uh, going live where somebody's, even if you're going against somebody with a higher belt, that's way more experienced than you. Mm. They're not going to go and try to annihilate you. Like think about you. If you're teaching like a younger wrestler, like you're going to give them pressure and show them and then like do your stuff yeah. slower. Like, yeah. so it's just, it's, it's really like teacher, teacher and student kind of thing. So, and it, let it, me tell, let me show you this. Like when you get into the mentality of you're not trying to use energy, you're trying to go whichever way the fight goes. So I might wait here. And then if you move this arm, now that opens up my next move from here, but I'm not going to move your arm in order to force it to do that. It's yeah. just, if you swing on me and you lift your arm back, this is what I'm going to do. So you wait for things to open up. It seems more, it seems 
it sounds like it's more reactive than it is uh, aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Way more reactive. So that lets me think about things like that in my absolute life. I'm like, okay, this doesn't need to be forced just yet. This doesn't need to happen like, like just flow. yet. Like everything is flow. Yeah. Ah. I can take that time, that little bit of space and relax for a little bit because I've heard of people you know, doing like like Tai Chi. I know Tai Chi is a little bit different, but like people doing like Tai Chi or um, I've heard of uh, jujitsu, like being good forms to like uh, not only like move your body, but just get in touch with the body. Like you said, a lot of people don't even get up and move their hips or like mm -hmm. people don't typically stretch to get up. They start their day and they're out the door kind of thing. But how many times do we actually sit there and like feel our body, like truly feel it and move like move different parts with intention and things like that? That's why I like to ask those type of things, because um honestly i'm in a space where it's like i'm down to try it but i'm in a space where it's like if it doesn't also have like like some mental some mental uh i don't even know the word i'm looking for but like if it doesn't if it's not going to help the mental space either like if it's just a, a phys like a physical thing i'm probably not interested because i have something like that's physical but also helps the mental like football mm -hmm. and things like that but um i've heard of like a lot of things like like i said tai chi jujitsu um just being able to create the mental space of where things are more clear you know things like that just getting in touch with yourself and you can compare it a lot to wrestling compare it a lot to i love like, wrestling so if you say that i might yeah. i might fall in love <laughs> yeah no when you you know like when you're just is the room not, hot like wrestling no 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 okay good no, he has an AC. He has an AC in it. And normally, we're like, turn that AC off. It, it's, yeah, too it's too cold. Oh yeah. man, listen for anybody who's never been in a wrestling room. They they kept it at 100, 105. Yeah. Ours was like one hundred three, I believe it was. In there, just dripping sweat from standing. Like, let alone having to grapple with a, another person your exact same size. Like, it's nuts. Sometimes, I mean, we had to wrestle up two weight classes or something like that. Like he used to do that. I'd so many practices i find myself wrestling whoever's at 145 instead of whoever's at 138 or 126 and i'm like this dude got like 13 pounds on me you know what i mean yeah. and if he's skilled like i'm skilled 13 pounds is a lot in wrestling but you know it, it bends it builds that mental toughness and you know challenges you so i wrestled up most of my high school career i only had a few matches that i weighed like 163 and i wrestled 171 that's a weird weight so i would we have like 160 well, that's what it was. It was 160. So I'd have to drop three pounds if I was going to go 160. But or you, or you go up. I just felt better, like natural. Like I wasn't cutting a ton of weight. Yeah. When I was trying to get down to 60, I think I weighed like 174. So I was dropping almost two weight classes. But Holy I. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. I, uh, I found, like, I don't know, 163. And I learned at like 45, 52. So. I was used to that faster paced wrestling. Mm -hmm. You take that up to like 171, you could feel move, the yeah. difference. You they, could feel the difference. They don't move as well. Yeah, it's like a lot of circling, but I couldn't lock up. That you had to, I had to wrestle my own game. Like people were a lot stronger. So that's that's because they're coming from 180, uh, 190. Yeah, they're dropping yeah. down. Yeah, I remember my coach the one time because our 126, um, he he was he was losing a, a decent amount of his matches. Um, so my coach is like, Hey, why don't you try to cut your weight from 132 to 126 and then go wrestle down? Um, you could, you could really help us there as well. Uh, and Lewis was a pretty good wrestler, but I don't know. He just had this string where he just wasn't, he wasn't winning. 
And I tried so hard to cut this weight. I got down to 127 and I like, I didn't eat for two days. I did like a, I did a, a water fast. Like it was nuts. I just didn't have anything to lose. And I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not doing this shit. I'm like, I'll, I'll wrestle at 132. He's just going to have to win some matches, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll just keep losing team matches because we can't win in the lower weights. Like, I don't know what to tell you. But that's like cutting weight is no joke. Especially when you don't have much. I was like in high school. I was like six percent body fat. I yeah. Mean, I mean, that's I still. About I was six point yeah. three. Yeah, I was like six percent. Funny how you remember stuff like that. It's that's because I was amazed when when they did like the tests and everything. I was amazed. I was like only six percent. You like, can't was, do that no more. What? I'm pretty sure they changed that. You uh-huh. can't wrestle that low body fat. They or, or that might be just, just at like the, at the minimum at the minimum but yeah. they they test your body fat and let you know how low you can drop now it's unhealthy to be that small yeah. yeah and i and i was like i was shredded like like my legs were fucking just diesel like i was cut and everything like that and i'm like i'm trying to lose six pounds of nothing i was like bro i'm mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna disappear All you can do is dehydrate yeah i'm gonna disappear bro i turn sideways like <laughs> so I don't know. I I do miss I do miss some of those things. Not only because like the camaraderie, but like the the challenge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's very few things in life like that you don't that you sign up for that a lot of people don't don't challenge themselves. And even even to like my like in my life, sometimes like I do things and I stick with it maybe a little bit longer than I should because it's comfortable. You know what I mean? And um, but every day you show up to somewhere like jujitsu or you show up to wrestling. It's a challenge. You know you're gonna go in there. You're gonna work for whatever you're you're trying to accomplish that day, and um, having that that competition like on a daily basis. Sometimes I miss that shit because uh, it builds something in you. You know, I don't know. It's hard to find that like it's, as an adult. It's yeah, you can't find it as an adult. And once that like competitive edge is missing, I find you start getting like over aggressive in things that doesn't that, like you it, mean like you don't need like to. fucking video games. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like get that kid in Call of Duty that's yeah. screaming, that's <laughs> capping out the mic. Get him on the wrestling mat. He'll come back and he'll play that game and he'll just be chilling. Yeah. Like you start, you know what I mean? Like the, the your company announces a bake-off and you're like, oh, I'm going to do Spider-Man <laughs> swing in and it's like... the bake-off. <laughs> but yeah, you, 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 find, you find things to be like overly excited about that may not even, you know, like you said, like it might transition to something that isn't as positive. So you got to find like something, something to get that energy out. And ultimately that's what it is. It's like, it's like pent up energy mm-hmm. um, that, that needs to be used. I wanted to give you a chance to shout out your social, uh, talk about the book. Let's see, you got the podcast. Where can they find that? Okay. Um, so for the podcast, you guys can follow Dope Individuals Pod on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Um, I'm posting videos on a daily basis, a lot of motivational shit up there. Um, I also do a lot of on on those platforms where I highlight other podcasts, um, local artists and things like that. So you not only get to come on here, hear some dope ass conversations with dope ass individuals, but you're also getting an opportunity to see like there's a lot of people that you have never heard of making some great pieces of art. You know what I mean? So uh, make sure you guys follow me there. Dope Individuals Pod on YouTube. It's Dope Individuals Podcast. 
uh, actually dope individuals only podcast. You can find all the videos. I, um, all the content that you see on the social platforms, you'll also see as the shorts. Um, but you have the full length video episodes there. Um, so you can listen to it and watch as well. Um, I'm very active in the comments, so please drop your opinions. Uh, if you disagree with some, if you agree with some, if you just got something that you want to tell the people, um, underneath in the comment section, drop it. I love when people give me feedback or, uh, or talk about the subject that we were speaking on in that episode. So please, mm-hmm. please, please let me know what you think, what you feel. I want to hear it. Even if I don't agree with it, I want to hear it. I want people. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about starting conversations and sharing with each other. Um, and then also on the Spotify, I'm now just started doing a thing where did you know you can put videos like your videos on the Spotify? I knew, I knew but I haven't looked into how to do I, it yet. I did it for the first time. It, like the same way you would upload it because I, I upload my podcast through um, Spotify podcast and then I use that as like my central station to upload it. But yeah, they allow you to do the videos now. And when you do when you upload the videos, it automatically takes the audio and puts it right on there. So if it's the same audio file that you're using for the video, then you only got to do one and you get to have both so they can listen to it or they can watch it via Spotify. So for all you guys who use Spotify, you can watch the videos there and you can listen to the episodes there. So make sure you check it out. Um, I drop episodes on a weekly basis and there's more dope shit, more uh, dope individuals on the way, man, for real. And as far as my book, my book, as of now, I got it scheduled for January 29th, which is my mother's birthday. I got it scheduled for January 29th. You'll be able to find it everywhere. Um, The main place you'll be able to find it is going to be on Amazon. You can place the order there. However, I'm working on setting up an online store so they can buy it direct to consumer kind of thing. Um, because Amazon is robbing people. So <laughs> <laughs> no lie. If I charge $15 for the book, I leave with $6 in profit. So that's wild. That's wild. Especially for something do that a, like, do a limited run first and then put it on Amazon after everyone bought it already. Yeah, may, may, uh, That's a good idea. I'm going to look into that. Cause they um, got the network, man. Yeah. They, they got they, the, they, they, they got the network. They got the 50%. platform. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy <laughs> for my, for my personal story and triumphs and, and ups and downs, you know what I mean? Um, it's not about money for me, but I think $6 for every 15 is nuts. So, um, but yeah, that's where you'll be able to find it. You'll also be able to find it on audiobook. And I'm actually working on the audiobook where I read the books, uh, the read the book to you. So there's a, like a lot of stories in the book where I actually tell stories from like my own memory. So I get an opportunity to really put the energy into it and, and uh and and read it to you guys how it was how it was done in that moment in time um so i think that's going to be pretty cool too i've never narrated a book but this i'm gonna have mad fun with that shit um so make sure you guys check that out it's um the book is titled it's happening for you 27 years of lessons there's gonna be a little qr code on the back of the book if you guys buy it and you'll be able to follow me on everything and everything that i got going on uh for the podcast for the book and uh for me as as a person just trying to find uh find a way to make an impact in this world while i'm here so um yeah man thank you yeah i appreciate you giving me the platform i appreciate yeah man eric rodriguez don't forget the name i'm gonna be everywhere bro all right (laughs) thank you for listening all right peace (laughs) thank you for listening to another episode of i will not lose podcast To support the show, visit IWillNotLosePodcast.com. You can subscribe to your favorite podcast player.
share the episode link, leave a comment. Your contribution is greatly appreciated. And if you're listening in and can't see the QR code for donation, go to tothedesigner.com slash links, and there's instructions to donate up there. Thanks so much. 